telling you like never before, the church of Jesus Christ needs a new model of leader. We talk a lot about the wineskin as though it were a church structure, when in fact the wineskin is the heart and God needs to give us new hearts for this generation that we would be the leaders God is calling in this hour to rise up and come away. Leaders who have been kissed by the bridegroom, leaders who are passionate in their intimate walk with Jesus Christ, that are spiritually mature, that have been dealt with thoroughly by God, they've been sifted, they've been tested, like most of you, many of you, if not all of you have. And it's through your hardships God has raised you up in these last days to be a leader. The first thing I want to say to all of you is that you are a leader. So no false humility, no hiding behind an excuse saying, I don't really have any leadership authority. No, you do. You have been given all authority through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to go into all the world, to preach the gospel, to teach all nations, to disciple and to baptize and to walk in the spirit and to be an example. And I want to say at the very outset, I'm very honored and thrilled that we have women that are part of this leadership model of the Jesus style of leadership. And I want to just, I guess, just maybe offend some people right at the start. God is raising up the women in these last days to lead, to preach, to teach, and to take their role as mama bears, as mighty champions in the spirit. And anything that limits men or women from the calling of God in their life is not the Holy Spirit. It may have a verse or two that they proof text and try to muzzle you, but I'm telling you, God is speaking in these last days, and he's using women to prophesy, to minister all over the nations of the earth. Why would we limit God's work to just being led by men? I don't know, but I'm way past that, and I hope you are too. And if I've tipped over a sacred cow, I still love you, my friend. But I just want it to be really clear at the start that leadership is not a gender issue. It is a spiritual issue. It's a heart issue. So every person here on this call, you have a role of leadership in somebody's life. If you have a family, you are a leader. If you have a job, you have a measure of leadership. Some of you have great authority in a church, maybe in a denomination or in a movement. Thank God, he's the one that gives us that authority. But all of us, no matter who we are, we have been given the mantle of leading the church into the victorious glory of Jesus Christ in these last days. So everyone has a role of a leader in somebody else's life. If you're a mom, dad, friend, grandfather, grandmother, you take the role of a leader every time you influence someone else. So I see leadership in two ways. I see organizational leadership and I see relational leadership. Organizational leadership is where the church is stuck. We are stuck on organizational leadership and we're taking from the world's model. And Jesus warns us, and I'll read the scripture here in a moment from Mark 10. He warns us about taking our leadership model from that of the world. His model was relational 
leadership, which is not hierarchical. It's not everybody has to bow to the top dog, but it is relational. It is example. If I were to define relational leadership in one word, just one word, I would say example. It's being an example. To the measure you are an example of Jesus, that is the measure of your spiritual authority and your spiritual leadership. Think about the people who have most influenced you in your life. I bet it was relational leaders. I bet it was somebody in high school, maybe, or in college, or someone as a young adult, or as you move through the stages of life, somebody that loved you, somebody that believed in you and spoken to your destiny and spoken to your calling. Relational leaders are the ones God is anointing in these last days. He's raising up men and women who will lay their lives down as examples to the flock. That's what Peter tells us, 1 Peter chapter 5, that we are to be examples of the flock. And the servant leadership model of Jesus, nobody's going to top it. I don't care what Fortune 500 company you've gone to, what training sessions you've taken or TED Talks you've listened to. There is a model of leadership that is not of this world. It is the kingdom. The world builds empires. Believers must build kingdom. And the kingdom falls under the leadership of one. His name is Jesus. And I think we'd all be in agreement that he's the greatest leader to ever walk the earth. There's never been a leader like Jesus Christ. You think about it, one and a half billion people on earth today profess to be following Jesus Christ. One and a half billion. Now, that's more than you have on Facebook. That's more than any of your favorite actor or actress or favorite person on earth, more than any artist or singer or musician. One and a half billion followers on Jesus book. How's that? One and a half billion. Just that distinguishes him as the world's greatest leader. But more than that, it's the impact he has made on lives 2,000 years after his death. And we are still being immersed in his love, in his care, in his shepherding of our lives. And the earth is being blessed many times over every single day of this existence because Jesus Christ walked the earth and because Jesus Christ now reigns in heaven. So the universe revolves around the leadership of a lamb. It's a lamb. It's a wounded lamb. It's a vulnerable, looking as though he had died lamb. Of course, that's a metaphor. We don't worship a lamb. That's idolatry to worship a barnyard animal. But the example, the model, the leadership pattern that he sets before us that now governs the entire universe is a lamb. Yes, we know about the lion. We know about the lion of Judah. But it's the lamb that holds the scroll. It's the lamb that opens the scroll. And it's the lamb that governs the universe. So the church, the body of Christ, is desperate for a new model of leadership. And I do not claim anything other than my peace, but I've been in the kingdom 
50, almost 52 years. I have my wife and I 104 years combined. And we have seen all kinds of different leadership models. But the one model that is going to characterize these last days is the Jesus style of leadership. In its worst state, church leadership today is archaic, at times fossilized. It's autocratic, built on personality. And at times, selfish ambition becomes obvious. Management techniques of the world have often replaced the sensitivity and tenderness to the Holy Spirit. And I, I'm not saying this across the board. I'm just saying at its worst state, that could describe many of the churches on earth today. And the Lord is so committed to shepherding his flock that he's going to raise up shepherds after his own heart. Shepherds that will empower, that release, not insist that people stay in our buildings, not insist that they stay under our covering, under our leadership, and under our mantle, under our authority, whatever that is. But we see them as the precious flock of Jesus Christ that must be empowered. We saw a church, my wife and I, grow from 40, 50 people to roughly around 3,000 or more in New England, where churches don't often grow that size. And I would have pastors want to be with me. They'd want to talk to me and say, how, did you, how do you grow a church like this? What's the secret? And I told them, I said, empower everybody. Let them all go start ministries. Tell them all that they are the ministers. I'm the administer. You are the ministers. Empower your people. Oh, but they say that would, I'd have so many messes. I'd have to put out so many fires. I said, that'll train you, won't it? It'll help you, equip you into a wise, godly man or woman. But I'm convinced that we are stifling. We are limiting. We are cutting off portions of the body of Christ telling them that you're not ready, you're not prepared, you've got to be more seasoned, you have to be under my covering, you have to get credentials, you have to get a title. You have, And these are all the systems of the world. Jesus did none of that, my friend. Jesus did not lead that way. Do you know he sent out 70 knuckleheads before they had the Holy Spirit? He sent them out. They hadn't been with him for one year, maybe a year at the most maybe more likely months only, and he sends them out. Go, cast out devils, preach the gospel, heal the sick. And they all came back cocky and arrogant, and look what we did. Demons obeyed us, and indeed they won great mighty victories for the kingdom. But Jesus said, look, don't value your life in ministry. Let your identity be that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. And so the idolatry of ministry has to come down. The idolatry of ministry must be toppled from the high place because every one of us, every one of us have the Holy Spirit. We have been called of God seven times in the New Testament. It uses that phrase, you have been called of God, called to be holy. We're called to be saints. We're called the faithful God has called us and he will keep us. So seven times it says we are called. John 15, 16, you have not chosen me. I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit. 
The model we now have is men ordaining people. And I suppose there is validity to this, my friend. But we have super emphasized what God minimizes. And we have minimized what God super emphasizes. And that is every believer is to go preach the gospel, heal the sick, cast out devils, love your neighbor, care for the poor, rebuild your broken cities and broken families. And every one of us have that leadership call and leadership mantle. So if you're here leading a group of people, realize the next time you stand before them, you are standing before God's elite warriors. You're standing before some of God's great last days champions. And the bride of Christ, they're not our bride. They don't belong to us. People say, what church do you belong to? I go to church. I pastor churches. I plant churches. I'm total pro-church, friends. But I just feel like this leadership mantle of the old models has to yield to the Jesus style of leader. Let me get into what I mean by that. To lead like Jesus requires one thing, love. That has to be the supreme. It's the highest of virtues. Everything else will fail. Even faith and hope will be subservient to love. It's the fulfilling of the law. You're never more like Jesus than when you lead with love. When you show love to the hurting, the poor, the broken, the disenfranchised, those that have suffered prejudice, those that have been rejected, abused, you show love to them, you are being like Jesus. You are leading like Jesus. And of course, the response is, yeah, you've got you've to be strong. How about strong love then? How about having love that is strong? It's not weak and it won't fail when people reject you or criticize you. A love that is consistent and persistent. A love that doesn't stop loving. It keeps believing the best for others. That's the leadership model of Jesus Christ. There's never going to be a leader that is great as he is. So why don't we follow in his steps? And no matter what level of authority we have, whether it's in business, the corporate world, or in church, whatever level of authority we think we have, it's nothing compared to the leadership authority of our Lord Jesus Christ. The more we absorb his love, the more we can lead like Jesus. And that implies a few things. If we're going to love and lead with love, it implies that we're going to be healed. And some of us lead out of woundings. We lead from a place of needing something from people. But Jesus, whether he was applauded or whether he was crucified, he still loved. He wasn't moved. He, doesn't, he wasn't moved by man's praise, it says in John chapter 1, because he knew what was in man. He knew what was there. And he knew that praise is fickle. And believe me, it is. But love is consistent. And it's eternal. And it bears eternal fruit. So to lead like Jesus is to be reduced to love. It's to come to the place where that's the only thing that, that we have going for us.